Hello, it's me, Nicole Reston McFarland, talking about vocal warm-ups before you go on a podcast. So, what are some really famous ones where there's like, red leather, yellow leather, red, you know, and you could do that all the way up the chromatic scales, including if you're not a singer or a rapper. I highly recommend that one. You say, oh, it's silly. Sometimes... People don't care about your voice. Why would I care about my voice for a vocal warm-up to go do a press tour? Maybe an acting audition. Why would I care for a press tour? And sometimes things are hit or miss. You have a sore throat. Like yesterday, I popped up a bunch of episodes onto this very podcast, How's a Film, and I had a sore throat I was recovering from. I'm actually still recovering from it today, and it sounded like a, a, a toad, okay, by my standards. That's life. But at least you can prepare for it. So there's that. You can do that chromatic warm-up to your scales. Another thing you can do is read a passage from a book. And it can be, a, in the privacy of your home, a very relaxing book. Get into your mood, depending on the podcast you're doing. Like, say you're doing a yoga podcast. I, do, I tend to want to be higher energy, so I tend to reach for not only the red leather, yellow leather warm-up, but I reach for, you know, like singing a tune, rapping Eminem, or rapping something, or like I said, anything on the radio. Um, but what if you just, and I'm imitating yoga people, relax, drift away, and think, yes, like that, okay? Well, you can read poetry. You can read passages from, uh, I don't know, Pride and Prejudice. You could do subtle things to warm up your voice and get in the mood. Okay, what if you want to be proud of yourself? Well, you can go in front of the mirror, take your setup, your microphone or whatever, or say you are in front of people. You can have a mirror in front of you, like a pocket mirror, and this is also very good for warming up for vocals for characters. But right now I'm just talking about TV appearances, uh, YouTube shows, podcasts, whatever it may be. Be proud of your voice. Your voice is unique. And if you feel that your voice is too husky, it's not. It's actually better to have a husky voice than speak like this. And you don't really know if this is your voice because you're so nervous. That's not good. So you want to be speaking from your throat, your, ch you know, that's a good point, but going a little deeper, like speak from your stomach, your diaphragm, your chest, mid ground. I mean, I'm somebody with, I try to be personal on this show. My voice is all over the place with octaves. So, you know, you can imagine when I'm speaking, some days I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, did this girl swallow testosterone? And some days I'm like, yeah, I'd really like to do that. You know, and it just depends on outside things like, do I have allergies today? Am I in a part of the world where I really suffer from allergies, which has happened. And believe it or not, in Manhattan, I have had allergies when I used to live there. You would think you, you know, I'm from Illinois. I didn't think I would have allergies living in New York. And I did. They were really bad. And I said, I can't deal with this. And I would talk like a toad. And it was terrible. So, and I went to UT Austin, University of Texas in Austin, Texas. 
And people say it's so cool to live in Austin. Well, you know what's not cool about Austin? Year-round horrific allergies that I'm basically hacking out a couch in the bathroom and finding myself with a raspiest voice on earth, <laughs> gargling sea salt and whatever it takes because it's so bad. And and sometimes, like I said, you're not singing or acting or rapping, but you want to leave a good impression on people. You want to sound nice, at least like the nicest version of yourself for being interviewed and doing these press things. So you really want to make a difference. You won't always win, but those are what you can do. And also, um, people talk about dairy products. I have a differing view because my voice tends to go super dry. I always eat dairy products. Now, if your voice is generally wet, you don't want to have the dairy products or the soy products or whatever. But for me, I always love a good soy yogurt or dairy yogurt. I, I like both. Um, you know, there's oatmeal yogurt some places have. I mean, just a yogurt. You really need that, a soy milk or something like that. Tea is kind of good, but it's not a guarantee. I drink tea every morning and it doesn't always work. So you want that. You want something coating your throat. You want confidence. You want not to be aware of your speech patterns because pretty soon you will be talking like you are a robot and you will be doing the robot dance and you'll be like what and then you'll be like that was me on that show i sound terrible i sound so weird and it's because it, you were sounding weird you were self-aware when you're self-aware you're not yourself you're a robot and you sure <laughs> you sure sound like one and the other one i've seen especially young women do is the question mark my name is nicole and I really don't do that. No, you are a brave young lady. Stop with that stupid accent and gather yourself. If you have to practice to knock your accent out, keep whatever you have. Like you're from the South, you're New Yorkers or whoever. Keep that. But please stop that stupid accent with the question mark. It makes it sound like you don't know what you're talking about, including when you do. So it's better. They did a study. And I wish I knew where this was so I could cite it for you about, and I, I am Midwestern and lots of people do this in the Midwest, at least they did before Kardashians and MTV reality shows invaded it like the hills, but whew, I've been back to the Midwest in New York and it's not pretty. <laughs> now it's like, what is this accent? It's all over the place. It's like Brad Pitt meets Kardashians meets the hills with Lauren Conrad. Scary stuff. But I'm an old school Midwesterner and I remember growing up and people dipped down. Okay. Or it's a little bit up like I just did. See, I'm doing it on purpose. But you you do it, you dip down. And they said in this study, I wish I knew the newspaper, that successful people, including Barack Obama, and love him or hate him. I mean, he kind of had this super important job at one time, right? that people voted for. When you dip down, and they say that Barack Obama and other leaders in different industries and in politics do this, you dip down at the end of the sentence and you have authority. So I'm going to, I'm just talking like myself, but let's just go on a sample website and I'm not, the headline is so depressing. So, um, 
Let's practice reading something like I'm Mr. Obama. Um, not like that. Not like Kirby, the Nintendo character. No. Okay, let's talk about... Ugh, I hate reading the vodka headline, but let's go for it. Tito's Vodka warns it can't be used in homemade hand sanitizer formulas because it's only 40% proof and needs to be 60%. Okay, I'm not a guy, so um, it might have a different effect on men, uh, on male voices. But do you see the difference between that and let's say, here's another fake headline. Let's go to Vogue.com. Typing with one hand. They talk to you guys and girls. Let's practice reading something with a question mark at the end going up and see how much it changes things. How to wear boots like Kate Middleton this spring? See? Do I really know what I'm talking about? Kate Middleton has a lot of signature styles with great coats and stunning evening wear? No. Okay, I'm not, I, okay, that, and apart from stressing out your voice, it's not good for you. It shows you don't have authority. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about how to glue together bunny tails to make bunnies for decorating. You don't want to be doing that. You want to be at least minimum speaking flat with a hint of up and down in the right places, or you want to be going down like Obama. And you will have authority. Speak from your chest, do your warm-ups, you're going to be in business. And you will always be in business being a better version of yourself because please, if there's something you can avoid, don't do those fake accents. Okay, don't be that girl or that young man who comes from the South and is all of a sudden ashamed of that pretty little Southern accent because that is your meal ticket. That is the reason people will hire you. And if they find you charming, and you'll find some actors right now, I can't name them, but there's one person in my head, going back to that Southern accent because that Southern accent was what got those people in the door in Hollywood and you could say other industries too. And then suddenly... That person doesn't have an authentic accent anymore because he or she tried to get rid of it. So don't get rid of your pretty accents or including if they're gritty, you know, like Maori Christmas, you know, like, you know, Long Island and Jersey. Don't get rid of those. Learn how to mimic other accents or Midwest, you know, like in my case, Midwesterness. There's so many Midwestern accents and I have like a weird blend of them, but don't, I'm not going to get rid of that because somewhere out there, somebody likes way I sound and somebody will like the way you sound. It doesn't matter if you come from Liverpool or Germany, uh, Japan. It doesn't matter if you're South African or a country bumpkin from Alabama, okay? People find that charming. Don't get rid of that. Just focus on improving yourself and sounding like the best you can for your press interviews. I will talk to you guys later. I hope you like these little podcast episodes. I'm trying to do a really good job on them, thinking about things that young people just starting out or people who are older but might be new to entertainment uh, might be thinking about. So please follow along, and I hope I'm doing the best job I can. I really, really hope. I love you guys.